It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first 2023 edition of the least woke man in America, who, of course, is me. Thank you for joining me. Well, so we started off 2023. Happy New Year, by the way. I think I could still say that on January 15th. Why not? Right. Uh, for the time being, we're a free country. So happy new year, everyone. Anyway, so we start off 2023 uh, with a lot thrown at us, a lot thrown at us from a political standpoint. Uh, we have what I call the circus. We have the George Santos situation, the Republican congressman from Long Island who practically lied about everything under the sun, about uh, where he worked, his family situation, his nationality. They, they don't know. He might have lied about being gay. Uh, so it, it, now there's something about a Ponzi scheme. He might have been involved in Ponzi. Of course he's involved in the Ponzi. Once someone is that psychologically off, that disturbed, that much of a liar, there's no limit. I mean, if you ever dealt with employees, bosses, customers who are like this, you, you just know there's no limit. You're not getting through. So you're better off just staying without divine intervention uh, stay away from them, right? So we have George Santos. And of course, the Democrats, especially on social media, are all Google over George Santos. I get it. They wait all their life for this. They found a Republican who's a liar. And it's a feeding frenzy, right? I get it. So there's a Sam Bankman freed Bitcoin situation, which, <laughs> oh my, who did not see fraud and meltdowns and Ponzi schemes coming with Bitcoin. I mean, this is what I call a classic stand your ground story where when it all comes out and there's the euphoria, which I don't know when Bitcoin starts, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ago. And like I said, not trying to be mean, when I go on Facebook and I see kids I went to school with that couldn't pass eighth grade algebra and now they're all Bitcoin experts, to me, that's a red flag. So and then there was this Ponzi scheme uh, with Freed. And then he was, of course, of course, donating to the Democratic Party. So that's a big mess, all right? Then you have this Biden classified document situation where Biden, you know, amazing. We have a senile president who wasn't that sharp even at its peak, his peak, leaving documents haphazardly, classified documents all over the place. Like many of you, I don't even know why. Uh, I can see it's an important story. Let's uh, All these are important stories. I get it. But the Biden thing, it's like the Bitcoin instantly. Yes, I knew Bitcoin was a joke from day one. Poof. Biden thing, instantaneously, without even reading one article. This was a sabotage effort because they don't he they are not going to let him, despite his self-deluded nonsense, they are not going to let him be the candidate in 2024. They're just not. So I saw midterms are over, holidays are over, boom, a aid 
fines. Joe Biden's leaving classified documents all over the place. Okay, well, there you go. There's the old, you remember the uh, cartoons and shows where the hook, would someone's on a stage and the hook would come out around their neck and push them off the stage. That's the cane with the hook at the end for Joe Biden. The classified documents, Garland's on the same page with obviously the Democratic heavyweights. He's going to do a special probe, special counsel, yada, yada. So this is the demise of Joe Biden. It's been long predicted. Rush Limbaugh predicted it. Bill O'Reilly predicted it. Why uh, Why this is such a huge surprise to people is beyond me. I mean, these are just serious stories. Uh, I feel terrible for the people who have been screwed through Bitcoin. Knew it was going to happen. Human nature. I worked in financial services before, and I know what it's like. You know, there's a lot of great people. Yes, Selma good mutual fund, earns 7 8%. They're perfectly happy with it. They plug away at their job month after month, year after year, their 401k, their IRA builds up. Despite all the cynical nonsense about mutual fund, everybody in the financial professions are crook and all the companies are crook. That's not true. There's baby boomers and older people all across this country pulling from 401ks, IRAs, they were invested in mutual funds. They did great. The financial advisor did a great job, maybe made the portfolio more conservative as the person got older. And it all worked out the way the playbook worked the way it's supposed to. And then you get people that that 7, 8% is not good enough. They got to have the 20, 25%. They got to have the newest and greatest thing. They find Bitcoin and boom, it all blows up in their face. Whether it's Bitcoin or uh, Santos, you got a psychopathic, sociopathic politician, you know, like, any general population, right? You put 100 people in a room, psychologists will tell you a certain percentage are narcissists, a certain percentage are sociopaths. There might be one or two psychopaths. So many uh, suffer from depression, anxiety, schizophrenia. None of us like that that's that the fact. But you go into Washington, D.C. You know, everybody I normal I know that goes to Washington, D.C. on a vacation says they love it. They love seeing the history, the manuscript, but there's some vibe in the air, right? Uh, that's not great. And I know exactly what they're talking about. And you look at what, what there's that leak of, I think it was Ashley Madison, right? The, the site where people cheat on their spouses. It, it had the highest membership per capita of any city in the world was in Washington, D.C. So a politician, Democrat or Republican lying about his entire life. Wow. There's a shock, right? I just can't believe with the amount of money spent on these elections with the opposition research on both sides, the Democrats didn't pick up on all this before the guy won and it was a lot. That's the part that stuns me. With Maybe that stuff isn't as sophisticated as I had thought. So when you look at all this stuff with politicians and lying and bank, the Bankman Freed doing a uh, Ponzi scheme, donating it to the Democratic Party, you got you, your goal in life needs to be like me. Uh, I'm saying this humbly. To reach a point where you look at all these creeps it's no different than looking at a dog, looking at its crotch. It's like it literally doesn't know any better. None of them know any better. Biden doesn't know any better. Freed doesn't know any better. Santos doesn't know any better. Most of them crawled out of the sandbox, not playing with a full deck of cards. And frankly, being dangerous to all those normal people out there. So you just accept it for what it is. You accept it for what it is. And move on, and then differentiate. And that's what I'm going with here. The circus, which I call this stuff, again, without trying to downplay the importance of certain aspects of it. But of course, what's really, really important going on in our country and how to address it. And I mean, isn't that the essence of human life, challenges and facing them and solving them, uh, especially a masculine life? 
I don't mean that in a sexist type of way, but um, and, and and addressing them and knowing that uh, you know, we stand on certain principles that have led to such great things in this country and in this world, and we cannot let that go. And that's what we're in the process of doing right now. So where I'm going with this is I look at the serious stories. Russia, Ukraine is still a very serious story. To me, uh, I know there's a lot of cheerleaders who think we're at the end and Russia is going to capitulate. I, I, I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's more dangerous now than ever. I support military aid going over there, but you can see what's happening now with now the British, I think it's the Challenger 2 tank they're going to send. Germany's probably going to cave and let the other countries send the Leopard tank that they built. This is going to have a huge influence as far as this war. These are powerful weapons. Probably will stymie any uh, Russian attack in the spring. But if you're Putin and you've got your country so deep in this, you can't go home without nothing, without anything. Which means if we're sending these powerful weapons, he needs to do even more. Could that be calling up 500,000 more people using small tactical nukes? This is a huge story. And again, the circus versus serious. Why? Why is it the Western world is just dominant as far as the technology, the weaponry? Why are we, everything we give to this little podunk country, Ukraine, allowing them to create a stalemate with once was seen as one of the most powerful armies in the world. Why is that? Well, it's because of Western principles. See, the left wants it both ways. I've talked about this in previous podcasts. This is serious. Ideas are serious. Um, and the Western ideas, look at, look at Japan and North South Korea, two countries who would have switched after World War II to Western philosophies, democracy, capitalism, focus on the individual. South Korea is one of the most wealthiest countries in the world now. On my page, I almost put the famous picture from outer space of the Korean Peninsula, where you see one little speck of light in North Korea, the capital. And then South Korea is just lit up like a Christmas tree, just like a Western capital. So these ideas are what's important, not the circus. And the idea, the Western ideas of individual freedom, individual property rights, capitalism, democracy, are the reason why we can send such sophisticated weaponry over there versus the Russian-Soviet approach, where you just throw tons of bodies with callous disrespect, despite all their nationalism and their beautiful national anthem, and what a show they put on the Olympics, just throw thousands and thousands of your own countrymen at weaponry and let them all die. And, or they're unsophisticated weaponry, just like Chernobyl, they're unsophisticated nuclear power plant. Well, why is that? Because when they were central planning, you know, they went the central planning route, like progressives in this country relish, all the way back to the Soviet Union, where you get the test results for kids. And then the the state, and this is true, this is 100% true. They get the test results, see how the kids all the way to elementary school age, see how the, what their aptitude is, and they determine where those kids go. And central, there is no profit, there is no corporations, there's just the government and institutions, and that's where all their advancement and all their innovation, or lack thereof, 
came from. So we need to think this through. What is taking place? We are seeing a laboratory here of East versus West, collective thinking versus the fruits of individualistic type thinking, where the individual and the potential of the individual is allowed to be unleashed. And it's up to you and I to understand that and appreciate it and fight for it. Because like I said, the left, I, I know I want to uh, sidetrack, but the left wants it both ways. They want, like we've seen in COVID, to be progressive leaders where they puppeteer because where everybody else is stupid, we need to step in. The Kathy Hochul's, the Chuck Schumer's, the Nancy Fauci's need to step in and be the progressive leaders because everybody else just isn't getting it. So they want to be the progressive freedom suffocating leaders yet still want the best equipment, the best weaponry, that we the, the money that we can send over there from our $18 trillion a year capitalist economy. Well, it doesn't work that way. And you and I need the people to realize it doesn't work that way and continue to fight for the principles that led to that without getting caught up in the American social media, quasi-entertainment driven, even though it is fun and there's lots of parody and there's lots of humor that comes from it. And guys like Greg Gutfeld are hilarious when they make fun of them. I get all that. But we have to always remember the bullseye, the target, because we're seeing it play out right over there. I'll be right back. Okay, so I am back. A little recap. Uh, like I had mentioned before, we are seeing play out East versus West, collective versus individual in Ukraine and Russia, and that is so important, more important than the normal American circus, as I mentioned, that Santos and Biden and Ponzi schemes, all important stuff, but as far as the principles that lead to our quality of life, our attitudes, we are seeing it play out with Western weaponry created by Western companies, Western governments, where the free individuals allowed to have been free over the last 50, 60 years, compared to the Russian style of Life is meaningless for the most part, despite them supposedly being Orthodox Christians or whatever and caring about their countrymen, etc. Now, part of it is, is the Ukrainians also. Remember, we've done the same playbook with other cultures, uh, countries, Afghanistan being the shining jewel example, Vietnam. And we had nothing to show for it because the people on the ground in those countries would not do anything. So we're seeing incredible things play out. And I mean, I saw recently about... Uh, on YouTube, like a lot of you, I'm on YouTube all the time, talk, and there was a video about Russian deserters, how you can't be a deserter in Russia, you know, those, just like in World War II, all over again. I mean, obviously in America, there's repercussions to be a deserter. Being a deserter is a terrible thing. But over there, they shoot you on the spot. And that's such a pathetic way to do business. You literally have to go in your country, grab people kicking and screaming, throw them on a bus, send them there, and tell them, if you don't fight, we're going to shoot you. What type of operation is that? It's pathetic. But, you know, it's by the grace of God. And I know that's in this, uh, if that word God is too much for your inflated Western ego, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, go smoke some dope and uh, chase UFOs with Joe Rogan. But on this podcast, I use that word, but it's by the grace of God. It's not you or I who is standing there with guns pointing at us, told if you don't shoot, fight, we're going to kill you by your own countrymen and that is a very sad uh way it's sad it has to be that way but that's an important such an important principle that i want to talk about here that 
is how dark and how scary and how evil this world and human beings can be. And again, I'm sorry if I'm interrupting the Hallmark, Joel Osteen, positive thinking world you want to live in. But one of the reasons we can live in a Hallmark, positive thinking, Joel Osteen world in this country is because previous generations, mainly the World War II generation, had the wherewithal to face that, to do the real blocking and tackling, as I call it, of what's true, what's real, what's important. Because once you focus on that and get that under control, that element, that evil, and get the cultural norms and the institutions in place to deal with that, then you can enjoy life. It's no easy than having the habit of getting your most important stuff done during the day, especially the stuff that you don't want to do the least. And then you can, there's a, uh, endorphins that come from that. You can enjoy the rest of the day. In this culture, you know, we've emphasized, not because the baby boomers, because the World War II generation, because they saw evil up front, put the institutions in place, NATO, our nuclear weapon arsenal, all the things that Democrats have fought against for 30 or 40 years, protects us has allowed us to win in Ukraine. I know you've heard me talk about this before, but it needs to be emphasized because this is what's important right here, right now. What's real, what's true, and what's important. And that's what this podcast is all about. doesn't mean I, I you know, like to have fun, obviously, with some of the stuff even I've said in this podcast, but that is so critically important to me as we continue to skew because of the level of comfort we live in into cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs nonsense, but whether it's the left or the right. And so and yet, and another issue that besides Ukraine is the what I call the zombie class that, uh, God bless him, Mike Rowe is talking a lot about. You can Google it, Mike Rowe. He's talking about these 7 million people, mainly men in this country, who do, I think it's 2,000 hours a year of screen time, which of course is mainly uh, video games and pornography and do drugs and have completely checked out from reality. And that is, if you care about your country, that is very alarming. Uh, the border situation, the border situation is incredible to me because um, the language part alone, I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the two issues are related. When you have a country where 7 million people refuse to work, but are still using resources every day, food, heat, or, excuse me, you know, energy, et cetera, medical, getting medical uh, services done to them, which they all are. None of that 7 million is going without a meal. Let's not kid ourselves. So they're using resources. They're creating demand, but they're not contributing anything to the supply. You bet your rear end, if you have that situation in your country, you're going to have labor problems and you're going to need help. And I know a lot of people on the right don't want to hear about that, but our solution to it for abject chaos in a country that spends $900 billion a year on national defense is completely unacceptable. And look at the language situation. Well, I'm a big uh, pro-immigration, you know, smart immigration. I hate to use that term because the progressives are ruined it because it always comes across as so arrogant. But as far as quotas and figuring out how many people you need to come in so you're not hurting your own countrymen who for many generations have paid tax. And more importantly at all, you're not creating chaos because that's what we have down there right now. I want you to think this through. Chaos. When you flood, when you flood a system with too many people, you are creating suffering for both parties because there is such a lack of thought involved. Housing, 
uh, medical resources, uh, not saying out of racism, like any population, a certain percentage of those people are criminals. Not all. I'm not saying they're all rapists and murderers, but you're allowing some in. That, that puts more stress on police. So again, you have housing, medical, food, all these issues. And so you're not, but because of left postmodernism, like Jordan Peterson and others have talked about, the power of words, the power of the narrative. If you and I, especially a guy that looks like me, a white parted hair, or parted hair conservative podcaster, even broaches the subject, it's immediately racism because they've created the, with words, they've created that that's the narrative and that's the truth. Even though it's not, I'm actually the one saying you're going to have more human suffering if there's not a plan in place. So you literally have the people who in their own uh, egotistical, delusional way, think they're the loving, beautiful, good-hearted ones by creating mass, unplanned, unorganized chaos, creating suffering in other people. And anybody who wants to address that in a meaningful way is the racist. I really want you to think that through. If you think that through the way I just uh, said it, yeah, you might like get confused when people like Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro or others talk about postmodernism. And, you know, obviously a lot of it came from French philosophers who you and I, we can't even pronounce their names correctly. And maybe it's just a bunch of academic nonsense, like who actually believes this stuff? Well, the way it's matriculated into the culture, there are people who are ex uh, what am I amplifying, illustrating, uh, postmodernism in their thoughts, in their behavior, in their reaction to things without even realizing it. Because it's matriculated to the media and the academic institutions. And the situation with the border is a classic example. I mean, it's all under the guise of progress and evolution. And I mean, to have a border makes you a bad person. I mean, like I say, there's families in this country right now as we speak, especially in upper middle class homes where little Susie is throwing toys at daddy's head because mommy wants her to be empowered and Johnny's running around with a dress on because they want him to feel liberated. And that is all considered progress. Scary to you and I, I know, but that's the world we have created for ourselves. I'll be right back. Okay, everyone, so I just want to sum up this first podcast of 2023 without sounding redundant. But in essence, what I'm trying to say is we kind of start off the year with the same nonsense. And I use the example of Biden and the classified documents, which is important and probably will lead to his demise and probably was saboteur act on his, from his own party. The Ponzi schemes, the Sam Bakeman freed situation, the George Soros, uh, Santos Soros, I guess it's a Freudian slip, uh, <laughs> psychological profile, pretty much the same, just two different net worths. That stuff will always be out there. It is important to some extent. God bless podcasters, people like Ben Shapiro and Glenn Beck, my, uh, who have to do shows every day. So you're forced to put a lot of time at that stuff. I'm only once a week. So that will go on. Uh, natural disasters will go on. Uh, adversity will go on. Pandemics will happen. All these things will happen. But my point is, within all that, we have to stay single-mindedly focused on what's important when it comes to our politics, our economics, and that is our ideas and philosophies that we go by, that we can see the fruits of those philosophies. As I mentioned before, in the Korean Peninsula, we can see it in Cuba, and right now we can see it in Russia and Ukraine. And that we also, if we're going to go that route, 
have to stay focused also on the real problems, what's real, what's true, what's important. The problems at our border, where are we are creating chaos in a heterogeneous society that will not function correctly at some point, even though there are so many positive things that could come from that as far as having Latinos who really do want to work and really do want to work in a free, live in a free society. But the situation is not being handled correctly for the benefit of this country, period. The zombie class, as I call them, the 7 million people who refuse to work, mainly men, refuse to get a job, spend most of their day high, watching porn, World of Warcraft, etc. That is a national tragedy that needs to be addressed. You know, what? on a side note, one thing I could say is that um, I was blessed to fortunately be able to help an elderly person this week. I'm not in any way bragging. There's a point behind what I'm trying to say. Uh, and the reason I was able to have the resources because of background in real estate, construction, et cetera, which is, uh, I was fortunate in that regard. But again, not bragging. What I do is I think this through. That should be the norm. And when you have a hyper-narcissistic culture to begin with, and then the zombie class, as I call it, within that, how often will that take place? If people don't go out and experience life and learn and become more resourceful, their capacity, and that you all know this, to add to society and to be able to help other people out, especially the sickly and elderly who don't have the capacity to do certain things, right? That's one thing to be a lot of the, the zombie classes in their uh, prime working age, and they're choosing not to be resourceful. And that's completely different than people who not by their choice, either be via sickness or aging or just a decreased capacity, maybe low IQ score, et cetera, that can't function correctly in reality and can't be as resourceful. So the whole thing is really a tragedy. And it's a shame. And that's one of those stories that I at least am following closely, like many of you, or whether it's the tr just gender circus, which is still as much as Matt Walsh and other people have fought against it. Uh, it still has a, it, out there. It's still it's not going away anytime soon. Uh, let's put it that way. You know, I saw an article, I think it was on Yahoo Sports the other day about Tony Dungy being a homophobe. And I saw that. I just shook my head. And I said, one thing you could say about the left, they just do not give up. I mean, they're still after Tony Dungy. Uh, after how many years has he been coaching? They just are relentless. And of course, with the demise of real biblical Christianity in this country, they feel more emboldened now than ever. Because even 20 years ago, a guy like T Tony Dungy, because of his character, before, because of his uh, beliefs, would have been held, you know, would have been more revered. But now, as that continues to collapse, and of course, we see the uh, repercussions of that, like the old saying I love, I heard the other day, uh, 50 years ago, everybody went to church and no one locked their doors. Now no one goes to church and everyone locks their doors. Boy, if that doesn't isn't true of the area that I personally live in, I don't know what else is. So we see all this serious reper situations serious repercussions doesn't mean we can, and i don't i don't want to be overly uh you know dramatic it's not the end of the world but we going into 2023 it's so important to not get caught up in the circus you know you got to be the type of person like i am where you see a george soros santo situation again Freudian slip it has no effect on me whatsoever that goes along with the uh russia ukraine thing when you are so Focus. You look at that, like I said before, the satellite of the North Korean Peninsula, or excuse me, the Korean Peninsula, 
North versus South. South, richest country in the world. One of the top five, I think it is, richest country. North Korea, top five poorest countries in the world. You can have, be like, like I say, you can have uh, Behar and Goldberg laugh at you and your beliefs until their little low IQ heads fall off their necks and roll on the floor. And it doesn't matter at all. There could be some smarmy Chris A's, uh, Bill Maher type smirking on the side of your face or Rachel Maddow with her cute little smirk. It doesn't matter at all. I know Maher is more libertarian, but you get my drift. Everywhere they go, they're uh, Russia, they're losing wars or Cuba. People are drowning in oceans. They get away from them and their ideas and philosophies and those ideas and philosophy, the fruit, those ideas and philosophies create. So that's the purpose. And we need this again, going to 2023, not get caught up in the minutia. It's a not an election year. So people might be a little more asleep politically, which is not the point, but I just want to make that so clear. So, I'm going to take off, everyone. Thanks for joining me. And like I always say, just remember, above all else, to guard your heart, because that's where everything else flows from. God bless you. Take care.